0: Welcome to Let's Talk Church. I'm Brian. And I'm Matt. We're here to talk about all that is going on in the church world. In this podcast, we find blog posts, articles, and vicious rumors about the church world, and we talk about it. All right, Matt, let's do it. Let's talk church.
1: Well, Matt, we meet again. We're happy to be back together. It's a a beautiful Sunday evening out there on the... uh, the day of time change that my wife so very much dreaded. Um, (laughs) It's, it's crazy because we, we always talk about how, you know, on, on the fallback, you get an extra hour of sleep unless you have four kids, right? When you have four kids, like we do, you wind up with losing an hour of sleep because you stay up later Right. Because you're dealing with four kids and then they wake up an hour earlier. So it just is a complete mess. How was your morning? Did you guys wake up on time?
0: Oh, I just got one kid. So this like so many things. It's a lot easier with one than four. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wakes up when I say, hey, wake up, boy. He never <laughs> has been much of a early riser. I will tell you, he, he came to me earlier. Uh, a new video game is coming out tomorrow. We got that subscription service with Xbox Live mm-hmm. Ultimate or something. Right. Forza Horizon 5 is coming out tomorrow. He's pre-downloaded it. He's just waiting for the release so he can start playing it. Well, the problem is that that pesky school gets in the way of video games. So he asked me if he could get up early in the morning and play video games before school. So we made a deal if he'll go to bed earlier, he can get up earlier in the morning and play video games for an hour, and then he has to start getting ready for school. But I made this deal absolutely aware that he is not getting up at five 30 in the morning. Right. He thinks he is. <laughs> he's going to set his alarm, but I know that I'll be waking him up at six 30 to get out the door at seven. Oh, fun times. Um, Come he's on, just man. not much of an early riser. Um, I was when I was a kid, but my son is not.
1: Yeah, I, I was, and I am, and my kids are, and Jackie is oh. not, um,
0: yeah, so my wife sure is not an early riser fun. either. She she would much rather sleep in. I don't possess the ability to sleep in. Nope. Not at, at all. all. Unless I have to be somebody where super early, then that's the one morning when I won't wake up. But otherwise, <laughs> I don't even normally set an alarm clock because I'm up at four or five o'clock generally anyway. My goodness. So tonight,
1: man, we we're we're discussing a an interesting one. Uh, we, there's a there's a podcast from Christianity Today called uh, Quick to Listen, and yeah, I know normally we don't we don't pull podcasts to talk about. Um, we've talked about it in the past about potentially doing some, but um, it's not really not really the direction that that we've chosen to go. But this one's a little bit different. Uh, the name of the podcast is, Did We Get Tammy Faye Wrong? Uh, so it's a discussion between three individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, two of them are actually with Christianity Today, and they brought in a an expert. You know, a, a, someone who's writing all these books on.
0: Well, you on know what an expert. expert is, don't you?
1: Leah Payne, do I know the expert? No.
0: No, no, no. An expert. So ah. a friend of mine, Bill Parker, I'll go ahead and name him here. He used to <laughs> always tell me every time somebody says something about an expert, he'd say, well, you know what an expert is? Well, an X is a has-been, and a spurt is a drip under pressure. So an expert's a has-been drip under pressure. <laughs> I, I Insert sympathy, sympathy laugh here.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I could see Bill saying that. um my goodness so this like yeah it's an interesting discussion to have um did you go and actually listen to the podcast this week or did you just read the the article oh both okay
0: yeah i read the article and i listened to the podcast so Um.
1: I, i listened to it twice um so that i could really grasp what it was that they were trying to get across um and driving back today uh to dallas i listened to i listened to jim and tammy's show i listened to tammy's show and i listened to their son jay in an oh i wish i had
0: done that i didn't do all that
1: uh yeah i i had nothing else to listen to while i drove so i was like you know what let's just jump in and and see what's going on here. So, in the '70s and '80s, for those who don't know, Jim and Tammy Faye were super television evangelist personalities, right? They were
0: some of the first, right?
1: They were they were up at the at the very early early stages. Um, I think Pat Robertson was already running for several years. Um, Billy Graham had started using TV before that, uh, but they were. Definitely some of the first. Um, And in, oh, I don't know what year it was, 88, 89, 90-ish, it came out that Jim had been having an extramarital affair and had been using ministry funds as hush money. Uh, so they got kicked out of the denomination. Jim Baker went to jail. Just recently was released. What in 2000? 2001-ish. Uh, if I remember right. Um, they divorced. Tammy Faye went her way. And so this this article is all about. How they were treated. Specifically how she was treated. Um, during their televangelist stage after he went to jail and their divorce and up to her death in 2007. What did you think about this, Matt? What, What were your initial thoughts
0: when you, when you
1: listened to it, read it, whatever the case may be?
0: Well, I noticed that they pointed out quite a bit that Tammy Faye was not only a leader, but she was also a follower in a lot of this as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And they
0: were quite sympathetic right. to her that, look, these things happened, but how much of this was actually her fault and the whole downfall of the, uh, PTL ministries and stuff. Um, they also brought out later the whole thing that she kind of became a bit of a gay icon and, you know, is it right for a ministry leader to be a gay icon? And um, I found that part very interesting because um, the whole reason she was a gay icon is because she is very flamboyant in her dress and appearance, lots of makeup, loud, that type of thing. Well, uh, and she constantly was telling people that that Jesus loves them.
1: Right. I was, I was going to say, I think, I think that second half is really why she became
0: their icon. Right. Right. Um, I think if you can become a gay icon, because you keep telling people Jesus loves you, be a gay icon, please. Right.
1: Absolutely. Um, but, and, and I'm, I'm going to make this caveat, having listened to her son today, I don't know if you know much about Jay Baker. I don't. He's, a very very liberal pastor, um, is gay affirming and and all of that. Um, but he came out on whatever show it was that he was doing an interview for, and and flat out said that that homosexuality was not a sin. Right, and the only way that you can get to that point, right, is if you have conflated love for your neighbor with affirmation of sin, right? If you, in order to love someone, have to say that what they're doing is not actually sin, you're not actually loving them, right? You've, there's a misconstrued idea of what love for neighbor actually is. And so it makes me wonder how much he had been taught growing up. Um, Which leads to this idea of her being a gay icon. Um, You know, of... Was he being taught and molded that homosexuality is not a sin? Or is that something that he picked up after the fact, just having been taught to love the gays? right? Because there's a vast difference in loving someone and saying that their sin is not actually sin.
0: True. And I think that's the problem is that the church has taken it in the opposite so much so long. Right. But they took in that, well, we're condemning the sin, but we ended up condemning the people. Exactly. And so now we discussed a little bit earlier when we were talking other things earlier before the show about pendulum swings in Mm -hmm. in public perception. There's that pendulum swing right there. The truth is somewhere in the middle but now we're swinging the other direction and it's saying, well, okay, so God says we must love everybody. And so if we're going to love them, that means we, we don't, we don't, we don't say anything bad. Well, that's the point you're making there, right? I mean, we still, sin is still sin. Almost. If you do love somebody, you will tell them about the sin. That doesn't mean you have to tear them down for every little thing. And you know, I'm very much a proponent that there's a lot of sins and, Homosexuality is far from the largest sin, and not one right. I'm really genuinely worried about. That's for the Lord to sort out. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you it isn't a sin. It appears to me, from my looking at the Bible, that it's very clearly a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I don't want to appear hateful, so I always want to make sure I include. I think other things are sins too, you know. Right. Right. Um, Because I definitely don't want to appear hateful, and I don't want somebody who deals with that to think, oh, Matt just hates me because of this, and it's who I am, so he must hate me. I don't believe you're defined by those sort of things. Um, I mean, I'm a fat guy, but it's not who I am. You know what I mean?
1: Right, yeah. Um,
0: And anybody uh, who suffers with being fat has to understand I'm not a fat guy because I just choose to overeat all the time. It's a much more deeper thing than that. Um, there will probably be never a time in life where I'm not a fat guy, but that doesn't mean it's not a sin for me to be overeaten, you know? Right. And I'm comparing yeah, that that's a, because that's a sin that I actually deal with.
1: Yeah. Something that, uh, that father Evan said uh, from his podcast, Orthodoxy live um, plug for father Evan. Um, he, he had a, a woman call in one day. Whose daughter had recently come out as, as being a lesbian and and he just told her he's like you know you can you can bash her and beat her down and she's going to walk away from Christ right or you can do as as I would do if it were my son right i would walk beside them and say i'll walk through this with you right let's go together let's pray together let's work together to be christian right because christianity is about repentance it's about Choosing to be what Christ wants you to be, especially when it goes against the world. And and that's what I think, sorry to say, but the majority of evangelical Christianity is missing, right? It's the, you must confer, con, conform to our way or else you're not a Christian. That's That's not that's not right. It's, we will help you. We will help you to be like Christ. Christ will help you to be like Christ. The saints will help you to be like Christ. And then changes will happen.
0: But what if they never decide that that's a sin? What if they think, well, you know what, that's not a sin. Can they still be a Christian then?
1: Well, I mean, that's, you run up into we as individuals deciding what is sin, right? I don't get to pick what's sin. You don't get to pick what's sin, right? God has decided this is appropriate and this is not. So if someone chooses, right, something that they know that has clearly been described throughout history is sin, then someone is actively choosing to go against God. And that's a problem. You can't be a Christian and go
0: against God. Do you still keep walking with your kid?
1: You have to. You have to try. Yeah, it gets hard, right? It does. It gets
0: very, very difficult. And and both of us are fathers, so I know this kind of has a personal connotation. Mm -hmm. None of our kids are old enough to have come to us with something like this yet, but, man, it could happen.
1: Right. Yep. And Um, it's it's a challenge to... Uh, To be willing to step up to. Yeah. And it would not be an easy challenge.
0: I watched a thing this morning. There's a a church in uh, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, I think. I'm trying to remember what it was. The Sunshine Cathedral or something or another. It's a very openly gay church. Right. The leadership of the church two of the pastors are are men that are married to each other and things like that. And again, the fear of being called liberal. I, I see that. And because of my background in such conservative churches, I think, just to be honest. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I'm thinking, I wonder if there's somebody who's in that church because that's where they're at right now. And they feel like they can worship God there and they couldn't worship God in the, real nice conservative Baptist church down the road. You know, I, I, I I hate to push somebody. I hate to push somebody away over something like that. When I feel like it's unfair that they wouldn't be pushed away for other sins. Right. That they might be openly living. Um, Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying and where you're coming from and, and, this is not our theology podcast. Eventually we're going to have to come up with one so that we can have these deep, in-depth conversations about why such a thing matters. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think that's one that, that a question that, that you and I need to, to hash out. Um, because it does matter. You know, even if that's where they think that they're able to worship God
0: it matters. Um, well, and I'll give you a thing to, to, to take it even a level further. Oh, dear. I watched part of their service this morning, and the head pastor guy is wearing a wig. He's like kind of in drag or something, right? And that kind of takes it to a whole nother level, right? And then I realized he was preaching on a Halloween service. They were all dressed up. He wasn't in drag. He was wearing some wig for some cartoon character or something, and everybody on stage was. Again, for my background in very conservative churches, we didn't even wear Halloween costumes to church. That'd be a sin. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" But it was at least better than what I first thought. It was drag. <laughs> <You> yeah, <know?
1: laughs> that, yeah, that would have been yeah. Uh. Uh.
0: Oh dear. So that was that was interesting. But let's go back to Tammy Faye here. Yeah. So there's the gay icon thing, but there's also the fact that she had a husband who cheated on her. I mean, part of what right. destroyed their right. ministry yes. was that uh Jim Baker cheated on her. Yes. Um very publicly he doted on her and you know, that was his loving wife and all this and she stood by his side and she was part of the show by the way. She was part of the ministry. Yes all all in the middle of it and they were part of a denomination the assemblies of god that she was allowed to be in other denominations that wouldn't have been the case you know they made a very interesting point psychology-wise talking about pentecostal charismatic which the assemblies of god are sort of part of um, movements Assemblies of god is, is a pentecostal denomination generally considered they were talking about how women in those in the in the, in those uh, denominations are often one of two camps. They're either very conservative, uh, often no makeup or very little makeup, dress dresses only, very simple, covered from ankles to wrist to neck, or they're very flamboyant, like Tammy Faye. And often it's just leaders who get to do that, where where lots of makeup, be just kind of overly done up. Um, is an example to say, hey, look at me, so that you'll pay attention while they're talking about things.
1: Right. I, <sighs> yeah, I think, um, think you're bringing, bringing us back to Tammy Faye. You know, I, I want to point out to the listener, and if you go and you read this article or listen to the podcast yourself, the vast majority of this podcast is not on the theology of
0: Tammy Faye and Jim Baker. Right, which is something I was going to get to, but yeah, the, go ahead.
1: Right. The The vast majority is on Tammy Faye as a person. And did we get Tammy Faye as a person wrong? Yeah. In the 70s, 80s, 90s Christian world, right? going back to that discussion of last week of the Christian subculture, women were not this flamboyant, this outgoing, this vocal um, part. Tammy Faye, Tammy Faye was, right? She was very vocal, very uh, in-your-face, not in a negative way, but... uh, like you said, she had the makeup, she had the, the dresses, the whatever, right? She could sing. She was, she was right there in the middle of it. Um, and she got made fun of a lot. Um, she even went on uh, one of the interviews with her today. I saw was uh, David Letterman and before she came out Letterman was was making fun of her about the makeup and she got on and he just asked her he's like, "Does that bother you?" And she said, "You know, it really doesn't <laughs> it's just it's it's who I am, and so that's you know is what it is right i I take it and move on so that was that was nice to know that yeah a lot of the picking and the um honestly the uncharitableness of other Christians and people towards, towards her didn't, didn't beat her down as much as, as we would have thought.
0: Well, and it was somewhat a cultural thing. As much as it was against the normal culture, it was pro the Hollywood culture, right? Yes. Um, think of like Dolly Parton from the 70s and even to today. <laughs> uh, very similar type of wearing lots of makeup, being very done up. I've listened to Dolly Parton's uh, autobiography. Very interesting woman, by the way. Um, We should cover that sometime. But, uh, and she talks about the way she dresses and stuff. And her basic thing is, this is the way I like to look. Right. I I get into this. I like this. If they don't like it, (laughs) okay. Uh, You know, Um, there was another example. Oh. A contemporary of Tammy Faye's that they briefly mentioned at the beginning of this is Jan Crouch. Jan Crouch, yeah. A lot of people confuse the two. Jan Crouch is the woman with is the woman on TV with the pink hair. Um and they were, you know, televangelists as well on TV and, and things. And I think that I'm sure they know each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um You know, I think that's almost a ministry tool to be, hey, look at me. We see the same thing in male and female uh, Christian leaders even today. They have kind of a look to them, right? Some go for a very much button-down, wear a suit, be real slick. Some go for, uh, I've got the cool jeans and the biker boots and the chest hair showing or whatever, you know? Um. Heck, my pastor—he's got that hair slicked back. I don't think you could hit that thing with a hammer; it'd stay stay in place, you know. (laughs) Uh,
1: He's gonna be listening
0: to this. Oh, Uh, I go to such a large church. I don't even know that guy. Right. Um, they did invite us to a fireside chat thing. We have a room called the fireside room. That's really neat. Hmm. Um, to go meet him. But our small group was doing some stuff, and I was like, "Well, I think we're going to the small group thing. Instead of go beat the pastor." Um. I like his sermons, but I don't know the guy personally. You know, we 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 interact in a much smaller environment with our small group rather than with our senior pastor. But, anyways, I, I don't know. I think the whole looks and stuff—that's what she was into. I think it helped her be able to reach people. But yes, yeah, so you were mentioning the theology. I, I thought it was interesting that they did not go into that hardly at all. Right. They didn't. They they really didn't even tell that much about her as a person. Uh, even they really didn't go that much into even that i thought this was a fairly shallow assessment very much probably indicative of or indicative of what most people thought about tammy Faye in the first place was they probably thought she was fairly shallow
1: (laughs) now there's a connection
0: um you're a
1: lot a lot more generous than i would be
0: you thought she was fairly shallow
1: Oh, no. Uh, talking about this Christianity Today article, you're more generous than, oh. I, than I would be. I, I would be pointing out the fact that they just happened to be released right at the same time that the movie about Tammy Faye was released. Um, well, I mean, thus, that's what brought it just, up. Yep. And they're thus they're just riding the wave. And so they stayed, stayed shallow so that they catch up on things without causing too much tension.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like they should have more. Now, something they mentioned in this, I believe they mentioned in this podcast, and something I have fairly recently learned, I did not realize that Christianity Today was started, uh, founded by Billy Graham. Which surprises me, and I realize we cover a lot of stuff in Christianity Today, because they seem to be, on the Christian side, quite liberal, when Billy Graham seems to have been quite conservative.
1: I did not catch that, that Christianity Today was founded by Billy Graham.
0: I think they made a reference to it during this, and I've recently learned it. And they made a reference to their beginnings or something back in the day when they because they talked about covering this. They got some criticism about not covering um, the story of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker originally. It was originally covered by their local paper, not by Christianity Today, and they got some criticism over it. And right. Some people thought it might be because they were formed by, uh, I don't know, Billy Graham wasn't a televangelist, but an evangelist, and but maybe that had something to do with it. And they were defending it, saying, well, a local paper is going to have more of a scoop than a national organization. You have to remember that back then, Christianity Today was not on the Internet. The Internet didn't exist, so news didn't travel like it does now.
1: Yeah, it, it, the world has changed quite a bit
0: matter of fact, they link to their original story from 1987 where they did cover it. And I found it very interesting that it's available there. Um, and not even the whole article is available. You have to be a subscriber to get the rest of it, which I am. So I should log in, but it, it links to, to that. And I was surprised that even part of the article was available from 1987 on their website. Cause it was only a print organization back then, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, it just surprised me learning that, oh, yeah, that they they were formed by Billy Graham. Because I feel like Christianity Today at least has the reputation of being quite a liberal organization, kind of okay with everything. Yeah, especially today. Yeah. But I feel like they also, on the other hand, they try to cover a lot of things. But, yeah, I don't feel like this was a very good journalistic thing. This was a podcast and probably wasn't a journalistic take on her. I don't think they went very deep. And in a podcast format, I think they could have went deeper than they did. They brought in a psychologist and all this, and I felt like it was quite a shallow covering.
1: Right. Yeah, which is is the whole reason today that I spent my three-hour drive back to Dallas um, listening to Jim and Tammy Faye, right? Um, I I was surprised at how little um, is out there on YouTube – of their theology. Now, yes, I'm, I'm searching on my phone from my car, and I probably could dig in more and find at, more. At the rest stop, of course. Dense, right, of, of course, yeah, whenever I stopped and got gas. Um, I could I could find more, right, given enough time, but it, it was very interesting how little that there actually was theologically. Um, I watched one of her shows, after she and Jim had, had divorced and she had married whatever the new guy's name was. Um, she kept calling him Roe, but I don't know what his actual name was, uh, or he is. I don't know if he's still alive or not. Um, and it was very... Uh, the The only person that I can think of to make the connection with how she was on the show is Lucille Ball. And not Lucille Ball as Lucille Ball, but Lucille Ball as Lucy from I Love Lucy. Yeah. Because Lucille
0: did they Ball make, was did a they make very this,
1: elegant person. Lucy was just wild and crazy.
0: Did they and make this amazing. did they make this point during the podcast? About Lucille Ball? I don't think so. Because I thought the same thing. And I thought maybe I got that from the podcast whenever you just said it. No. Because that's exactly. The, that's a great point. Yeah. So this is the same person. But. retired,
1: Right. Yeah, she she started this show and it was it was so wild and crazy and just over the top it was very difficult to listen to. And then I listened to Jim preach and that was even more difficult to listen to. Um, and it wasn't even a bad sermon. It was just the way that he presented was very prosperity gospel. Um, yeah, that's that's what got them in trouble was, I say them, it's, it's that weird connection of how much was she actually involved and how much of it was just Jim and she got tagged along, we'll probably never really know. But, um, you know, Jim got in trouble for, what actually got him was he sold, essentially, timeshares to their resort. Uh, Heritage, uh, Heritage something. Heritage USA. Heritage USA, yep. In uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. No, Charlottesville, South Carolina. Um, either way, one of those two places. And it was a hotel that had 500 rooms and they sold 60,000 timeshares for it at $1,000 a pop. Um, I don't know, if you do the math, right? Um, 500 rooms divided by year doesn't equal 60,000, right? And so it, it brought up this issue of, well, what about your taxes? And then they found out about the, the mistress at the same time, and then it just, it ballooned into this chaos. And it's because what he was doing was prosperity gospel, right? And we've talked about prosperity gospel before, so we're not going to dive into it very much. But a lot of it was, you give me money so that God will give you money. Mm. And that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. Yep. That is not how it works. Right? But that's what he was doing. And he got out of jail. You know what he did? No. He stopped doing prosperity gospel, sort of. (laughs) light well it's not even prosperity gospel light right it's if you make the connections in your head to make it work then it is still prosperity gospel but it's very much apocalyptic doom The, the world is ending so therefore buy all this stuff from me so that you can survive so not quite prosperity gospel right it's not you pay me so that God will pay you it's you buy this from me so that you can live. Mm. So not quite there, but it's still a lot of, Hey, give me money.
0: Right. It's still just bulking people out of money in the name of God.
1: Exactly. Right. It's still greed.
0: And there's so much of that in the Christian Mm -hmm. world. And especially in what we see in televangelists and stuff. And that's why there's so much hatred in that because it takes money to do that. And that just amplifies your thing. So if you're good at that, it's natural you're going to end up on radio and eventually television and things. Because if you're good at that, you're going to make it bigger and bigger, right? Right, right. Um,
1: and, it, and it does take money to run ministry, right? That's that's not what we're saying. That's not what I'm saying, right? It takes money to do things because it's the world in which we live.
0: Yeah, right? and we should be open if we're going to talk about this, that both of us have made a living off of money that has come from ministries that were large yes. and had a lot of money. Yes, We are not against a ministry having money. I don't think being rich is a sin. The love of money is not the sin. Or no. Money is not the sin. It's the love of the money, right? Right. Yep. Um, I don't think it's wrong for a ministry to have a lot of money. It requires a lot to do things. People don't think about somebody's got to sweep the floors. And in our case, somebody's got to fix the computers. Right. Yep. You know? You want all them whiz-bang lights and sound and production. Somebody's got to do that. Somebody's got to keep the network running. Somebody's got to make sure payroll happens. You know, there's a lot of mundane things that has to happen. And as a ministry grows, those needs increase. Thank However, very much. because it is not just a simple capitalistic, make something, sell it for a price sort of thing, with ministry, you have to be even more careful. The Bible says the people who are in leadership uh, have... A loss for words where am I going with this Brian people uh, in leadership have double
1: yeah I was going to say the teachers see it and again we can get into the theology of things but the, the teachers those who are teaching uh, the word of God the gospel um, are judged at a higher standard than those who are not
0: well and from games. the beginning the church has been organized that those who are teaching are generally the top leaders if you take, go back to the book of Acts whenever they came to the Apostles and they said, Look, we got these folks fighting with these folks over here on the distribution of this stuff. And they're like, Y'all got to appoint some people to deal with that because we got to devote our time to study. Right. Yep. You know, uh, so that's leadership at the highest ranks there, whether no matter your denomination, really. Um. So, yeah, you know, we've, to talk about Tammy Faye means we have to talk about uh, failures in ministry because she was associated with such a famous one. And then the question is, we don't know what Tammy Faye did or didn't do. I will tell you this. You mentioned Roe. Roe was uh, very instrumental in the failure of that ministry. And it's unclear exactly what role he played. But he was there through all of that. He was on their side, but he was also not. For instance, he was the largest creditor in the bankruptcy. Mm. and there's been allegations that he billed millions of dollars of stuff that wasn't now whether he did that, it's wrong either way, there's also an allegation that he's responsible for the, the payment to the mistresses and all this stuff and maybe the inflated billings was paying him back for that type of thing, a way to monitor the money through the ministry so I don't know how innocent she is if she ended up with a guy who was also part of the problem
1: Yeah, it's, uh, hmm. I did not realize that, that portion with Ro, my, my only thought was after seeing her on the show with him, uh, or listening to her on the show with him today uh, of a whole lot of what she was doing was, uh, still pumping up how much money that he made. You know, lots of, you know, he's, he built the largest church in the United States, right? He did this and he did that. He's built 1134 churches across the United States and 49 states. And so blah, 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 blah. Plays golf every day and does this. And it, you know, it still sounded a lot like we have so much money, so therefore we can do all of this stuff. And that just, it like I said, it was hard for me to listen to, man.
0: <laughs> I did, did you ever listen? Because he plays in this story a little bit too. Did you ever back in the day in Texarkana? He'd come on late at night often, listen to Jimmy Swagger and the Sun Life Radio. Oh gosh. Because I'll add for the listeners who may not know this that uh, Jimmy Swagger's headquarters is not that far from Texarkana. Right. And one of the radio stations we got in really well was 100.1, I think it was, uh, was one of the radio stations that he owned down there. So a lot of people and a lot of Christians have listened to Sun Life Radio and listened to, to stuff Jimmy Swagger and his people. Jimmy Swagger was part of this as well. Um, there was some, some controversy. They, you know, Tammy Faye, they mentioned Tammy Faye, and Swaggered fought and fought you know um and he's the one who admits that he went to the denomination to get them kicked out of the denomination over this And I, I'm not sure he's in the denomination anymore himself because Jimmy Swagger was later found to have some of the very he's same problems a lot of
1: the same things yep
0: you know I think I mentioned this in the previous podcast there's an old song that goes if you smoke weed poor you're gonna smoke weed rich uh <laughs> Money don't make you better. Your sins are going to be your sins, whether you're poor or rich. So you yeah. need to work those things out and don't use money as an excuse. There's a lot of folks, you know, oh, I do this because I'm so poor. And, and and I think of that because that's the background I come from. But, uh, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to go around sleeping with all these women, you're going to do it, whether you're rich or you're not rich, whether you're a big televangelist evangelist or you a janitor at the local Walmart. You know? Right. Yep. Uh, sin right. is a sin and it's a heart problem. It's not a, it's not a money problem. Money just makes sin easier. Honestly, it might be easier to pay off the women and cover it up for a little while.
1: Now but that's still be a problem. Yep, that's an interesting point to make, Matt. What's money that? Money
0: just makes sin easier. Hmm. You want to you want to give up all our money and become monks in uh, Siberia? It,
1: mm, Siberia be a be a challenge. Uh, There's a nice monastery down in uh, Central Texas. Uh,
0: I don't, I don't know if I go to a monastery. Although, although I've learned recently, monasteries can have good wine. <laughs> um, beyond that, I tell you what, though, I could, I could lean very uh, Mennonite very quickly. Move mm. out on a farm somewhere away from everybody. Have church in the barn. I could do this. <laughs>
1: well matt i think it has been a fun conversation to have here but i think we're running up on our time limit here we're i think we're probably even a little bit over
0: we are i think we've talked about tammy Faye, and look god bless her she's passed away i hope she's up there in heaven with jesus now and they having a good old time and i hope they got lipstick in heaven so she can wear some
1: (laughs) oh matt well, listeners, we're so grateful that you've joined us tonight. Um, remember that we are, I think we're now on Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. So make sure you're leaving us some comments and some likes and subscriptions and all the things that go along with that. What is it on Apple? A five-star review or something? I don't know. I don't do Apple stuff. Um, we're working on some some new things that are coming down the line, uh, hopefully at the beginning of the year. So y'all stay tuned. We appreciate you.